Welcome to House of David Ministries. I'm Pastor Eric Michael Teitelman. Join me as we learn about the rich heritage of our Christian faith. In each episode, we explore a unique topic that will deepen your knowledge of Christ and who we are as His people. In this episode, we will explore what it looks like to resist God's will for our lives and how we can fully surrender to Christ. We read in Romans chapter 8, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And in Hebrew chapter 13, we read, For he himself said, I will never leave you or forsake you. I read these verses with the assurance from God that nothing can separate me from his love. Even with my rebellious nature, there is nothing even I can do to separate myself from God. His love and presence are inseparable. But I've also realized that in my freedom to choose, I can resist God's will for my life. His love, no, but his desires and directions, yes. So the question is, how do we know what is God's will for our lives? Almost 20 years ago, I made a crucial decision that changed my life. I chose to believe that Jesus was the Messiah and that he died on the cross to atone for my sins. At that moment, I was justified and made right before God, and I inherited the righteousness of Christ. But these words of Jesus pierced my heart. In John chapter 8, it says, If you do not believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. As I continued to read the New Testament, I discovered that much more of what Jesus said also troubled me. In Matthew 13, Jesus told his disciples, The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and hid. And for joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Sell everything I asked the Lord. I had spent the past 30 years building my career and securing my kingdom, a house, retirement income, and even more. But Jesus said in Luke chapter 9, No one having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom. Plowing a field by hand? That sounds like a lot of work to me. And he wants me to use both hands? In other words, he wants my full commitment, not halfway in? Maybe I'm not fit for the kingdom. Jesus said in John chapter 14, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. And my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. And in John chapter 13, it says, By this, all will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. And in John chapter 15, Jesus said, Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. Greater love? Greater than what, I thought. And what does this greater love look like? 
The Lord then spoke this parable to me. Two friends travel into the wilderness with only one bottle of water between them. One of the men is carrying the bottle. By the end of the day, they reach their halfway destination, a small oasis in the middle of the desert, shaded by a few palm trees. In every direction is nothing but parched earth, scorched by the relentless pounding of the hot sun. And upon arriving at this oasis, the friends discover the only well of water is completely dry. They realize they only have one bottle of water and only enough to sustain one of them on their final leg of the journey or their return if they choose to turn around. If they decide to share the water, they will both die. Now, according to Jewish law, the man holding the water in his hand is entitled to drink all of it because it says he is holding the key of life in his hand. Additionally, the law of the Old Testament, loving your neighbors yourself, did not require us to sacrifice our life for their benefit. In other words, the law had its natural limit. It was finite. But now Jesus has made for us a better covenant, a spiritual law that is infinite. And in doing so, he has raised the standard of love considerably. So the parable now becomes clear. Jesus is the one who holds the key to life in his hand. And he has chosen to give us the bottle of living water so that we might live and he will die for us. He was willing to make the ultimate sacrifice for his friends. Jesus had now placed another crucial decision before me. Was I willing to sacrifice my dreams to help the Lord fulfill his? And even more, he gave his life for mine. Would I now be willing to give my life for others? The Apostle John wrote in 1 John chapter 3, By this we know love because he laid down his life for us, and we also ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. And Jesus said in Luke chapter 9, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. Jesus also challenged Peter when he said in John chapter 13, Will you lay down your life for my sake? Jesus had affirmed his will in serving his heavenly Father when he said in John chapter 10, As the Father knows me, even so I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. But what was my cross, and how was I to lay down my life for others? Well, for me, I find the cross remains the place where I choose to crucify, to kill something that I hold dear to myself. So I needed to kill my dreams and desires and submit to God's will in my life. Jesus wasn't looking for believers. He was looking for disciples. And a disciple is someone who imitates his master and appears and acts just like him in every way. We read in Galatians chapter 5, And those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. And Jesus said in Matthew chapter 10, 
He who does not take up his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. Jesus was selective about those he chose to serve him. As we read in Mark chapter 3, it says, He went up on the mountain and called to him those he himself wanted, and they came to him. In Matthew 22, it says, For many are called, but few are chosen. I said to the Lord, I want to be one of Jesus' chosen servants, and I want to hear his words one day inviting me into his kingdom. Matthew 25, he will say, Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things, and I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. So day by day, the Lord continues to challenge me to surrender my life to him. He challenges me to pray. He challenges me to worship and praise him. He challenges me to read his word. He challenges me with my career and every physical need. He challenged me with my children, and he continues to challenge me with my wife. He challenges me to serve him by serving others, and he challenges me to walk according to his will in every area of my life. So we need to kill our belief that we earn our provision and build our careers. We need to kill the idea that our children can be forced into following Jesus. We need to kill our dependence on our spouses to meet our selfish desires. We need to kill, and therefore, we need to die to ourselves so that we can fully live for Christ. I remember the Lord telling me, Eric, I cannot heal the areas of your life that you will not surrender to me. We cannot lose the love of Christ, but we can resist His will in our lives through willful disobedience. In 1 Samuel chapter 15, it says, For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Yes, it is true, in Romans 8, it says, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. So there's no condemnation if we walk according to the Spirit of God. Brothers and sisters, let us walk according to the Spirit and not according to the flesh, which is our old selfish nature. It is written in Psalm 37, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delights in his way. In Philippians chapter two, we read, and in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. We need to pick up our cross daily and crucify our flesh so that we might become disciples of Christ, men and women who would freely give the bottle of water in their hand to their friend in the wilderness and even to our enemies so that they might live even if we die. Amen.
If you have enjoyed this teaching from House of David Ministries, make sure you subscribe to our channel and don't forget to visit our website where you can sign up for our monthly newsletter. We pray the Lord richly bless you and we look forward to having you join us again for our next episode.